0: Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. This is a familiar text, and I don't want you to kind of turn the switch off on me because you've heard this plenty of times. I'm going to preach this different than I've ever had it have before. Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to start reading in verse number 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. You love the Lord this morning. Are you glad you saved? Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12. I hope it feels good in here um, right now. Uh, my, my thermostat at the house, you don't have to worry about cutting it on heat or cutting it on the cool air. Uh, it does it automatically when you set that temperature. And uh, I come in here um, yesterday, I believe it was, and turned it, uh, turned it to where it would, uh, the heat would come on if it dropped too low. Uh, but on these things right here, you've got to turn the heat on. Uh, they're a little bit older than the one I've got at my house. So you could have hung meat in here this morning. Uh, It was cold, but I don't, well, I'm young, so I can say this, but I like the cold weather. I like it when it gets cold like that. Some of you you older folks are thinking, I don't like it because my bones hurt. Well, my day's coming, and one day my bones will hurt too, and I won't like the the, the coldness. Uh, But right now, I'm going to enjoy it, so I hope it feels good. We got the heat turned on. Um, It don't take long at all to heat this place up, but for some reason in the summertime, it takes forever to cool it down. And so I hope you feel comfortable this morning. Um, If you're lost, I hope you feel uncomfortable. Didn't see that one coming, did you? I hope hope you're wiggling and worming in your spirit. And so Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. If you have your place, shout a big amen this morning. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I believe we're living in the evil day this morning. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I want to focus on verse 12 this morning. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Who's that, preacher? That's me and you. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want to preach on this thought this morning. Who's shaking the jar? Who's shaking the jar? Father we love you we thank you God for your many blessings and Lord that you've bestowed upon us God I thank you for this morning Lord and your spirit that we feel in this place God I thank you for each number in song God I thank you for those that were obedient to the spirit Lord I pray that you'd bless them God uh, Lord sevenfold God I pray Lord that you would answer the needs of your people God I pray that you'd speak to the hearts of your people God I'm just doing what you've called us to do Lord I don't know anybody's life, don't know anybody's situation, but God, for the next little while, Lord, I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross of Calvary, not my lips of clay, empty me of sin and self, and fill me with your spirit and power from on high. In Jesus' name we ask and we do pray. Amen and amen. You'll be seated this morning. Here in Ephesians chapter 6, we find uh, this great and notable scripture. Uh, this is the scripture that everybody quotes and and, and and, and everybody's preached on it. We've teached on it. And we've understand it, and, and all of that stuff. But a lot of times, what we'll do is we'll take things that we know, Chaz. We we take things that we've heard before, and we'll accept them, but we'll push them in the back of our mind. See, sometimes preaching and teaching ain't telling you about what you don't know. It's reminding reminding you of something that you already know. And and and, and so this morning, as we look into Ephesians chapter six, we Find where Paul is giving these heeds. He's giving these warnings and these lessons to uh, the audience. He is telling them about uh, uh, the realistic, uh, uh, the reality uh, uh, of the Christian life. See, when you and I get saved, see, uh, if somebody ever tells you, if a preacher ever stands behind a pulpit and he says, if you'll get saved, all your problems and worries and troubles will go away, if he ever tells you that, do me a favor. Get up and get out and don't ever listen to that man again because he's a liar. Uh, the day that you get saved, ain't everything just hunky-dory and tiptoeing in the lily pads, but the day that you decide to give your heart to Jesus, you have uh, enlisted into an army and that army is in a war. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Uh, this morning, whether you believe it or not, there is a war going on in this nation. There's a war going on in the spiritual realm. A war against good and... In a war against evil. He said it in the scripture. He said this. He said uh, that you may be able to stand and withstand in the evil day. This morning as I speak. I'm not telling you something that's going to happen 10 years down the road. I'm not telling you something that's going to happen 20 years down the road. I'm not going to tell you something that you won't face it but your grandchildren will. Let me tell you something. Right now this very second we are living in such an evil day you say preacher what are you talking about look, look at our nation and where we're at we have forgotten God on every head, they tried to rip it out of the schools, they had to take it off the courthouse, anything that had anything to do with God this, this evil and wicked movement in this, in this nation has attacked it, if you are pro-life you are attacked, if you're pro-Christianity you are attacked, you say preacher why because they don't like Christians in It ain't got nothing to do with our title. It's got everything to do with who we serve. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We don't serve second place or third place. We're serving first place. Whether I die this morning or I live ten years from now, I'm a winner either way, not because of myself, but because of the one I serve and because of that fact. There is a war that's going on this morning. A war, there's a couple things here that I want to show you. Three points. There's three warnings. There's three things in this passage of Scripture. Now, there's more than that, but there's three things I want to show you. Paul is giving this warning. He is telling us, Chaz, he is saying, listen, there is a war. There is an evil day. Now mind you this, it, the days were evil in Paul's time. And the scripture tells us that the world will wax worse and it will wax worse. Now I, 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 It's going to get better for us eventually because we've got a place to go to. But as long as you're living down here on this earth, I promise you it ain't going to get better. Even if Trump does get in office. Even if Joe Biden gets... It ain't going to get better, friend, because our hope does not lie. Our commander-in-chief in in a spiritual realm isn't Donald Trump, it it, it isn't Joe Biden, it isn't any man this morning. The commander-in-chief, the leader of this great army is the one that we can put our hope in, and that's Jesus Christ. This world is putting hope in a lot of things, Steve. There's kids just putting their hopes in a social media page. I I, 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 I found this out listening to a podcast the other week. Do you know that people, kids, kids are killing themselves left and right because they don't have that many likes and followers on social media? Taking their life, Steve. You say, preacher. How is this happening? We're living in an evil day. The devil's after our kids this morning. The devil's after us. There's a war that's going on. But watch this. There's three things. Three things. Don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's three things that Paul gives a warning for. Who's shaking the jar? Verse number 12 He's giving us a warning to be aware. He, Paul is saying there is a war that this is an evil day and so I've got to give you some warnings. He's telling this to Christians. He's telling this to the church. He is saying you better be careful. He saying you're, you better be warned. You better realize. You better be aware. Now watch this in verse 12. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, watch this, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul is telling the listener he is saying listen you better be aware who the enemy is the enemy ain't your brother the enemy ain't your sister but the enemy that is fighting against you is the rulers of the darkness it is the evil people it is the devil none other than the devil uh, you say preacher what are you talking about we've got an issue this morning where when we've got, when we've got evil we blame it on a person or we blame it on a party or he blame it on a policy. This morning, the evil's not coming from policy. The evil's not coming from politics. The evil ain't coming from people. The evil ain't the church down the road. The evil ain't the one sitting next to you on the pew. The evil ain't the one laying next to you on the bed. But the evil in this world, it is none other but Satan himself. And, and Paul says, you better be aware of who it is that's fighting you. Who's shaking the jar this morning. I'm going to give you this story. This will get you to understand my point a little bit better. I read this on Facebook. And I even looked it up to make sure it was true. And it was chess. But it says if you take a jar. You put a hundred red ants. Put them in that jar. You take a hundred black ants. And you put them in that same jar. You put the lid on it. And you sit, it, you sit it up on the table. If you'll leave it alone, those red ants and those black ants, they'll live in harmony together because it's nature. But if you'll take that same jar that, that, that's calm, that has no problem, they're not fighting each other, if, if they'll take that same jar and you'll give it a good shake task. Then you'll take the lid off of it and dump it on the ground. Immediately those red ants will try to kill the black ants, and the black ants will try to kill the red ants because they think that the other one's the enemy. They think the other one's the one that shook the jar. They think the other one is the one that's trying to kill them. So what they do is they'll rip each other apart. They'll let those ants literally kill themselves because. They think each other's the enemy, but the whole time the real enemy was the one that shook the jar in the first place. We've got a big problem in our churches where we're blaming our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're blaming people. We're blam- blaming our wives and blaming our husbands and blaming our kids and blaming this society, blaming that church down the road. Listen to me well this morning. It's not a person that's after you life it's not a thing it is Satan he's trying to destroy your life on every hand and Paul says you better be aware of it I ain't trying to be me I'm just trying to be honest this morning some of us better be careful child of God you better be careful this morning you're taking your Christian walk for granted, and you're taking it lightly, like there's nobody after you. You listen to me well, you listen to this preacher good. You better be aware. It ain't your wife or husband that's trying to destroy your marriage. Listen to me. It ain't your coworkers trying to destroy your job. It ain't just your body that's trying to destroy your health. It ain't the church. It ain't the preacher. It ain't, it, it ain't, listen, our battle's not with those people. It's, it's Satan that's trying to take your marriage. It's Satan that's trying to take your family. It's Satan that's trying to take your job. It's Satan that's trying to take your finance. Listen to me. Uh, your problem's not with me. Your problem's not with the church. Your problem's not with the Lord. The problem that you have is against an enemy that is actively fighting against your soul. And Paul is understanding that. And in it, nobody, Paul is the best person to tell us this because even Paul said in his scripture, Preston, he said this. He said, everywhere I go, there's a man that is sent to buffet me. Paul is saying this. Every country, every town, every village, every place I ever went. The the devil, the enemy sent somebody by my way to beat on my flesh, to whip me, to beat me, to imprison me. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was shipwrecked. Listen, all these things happened to Paul. Paul didn't blame it on the Romans. Paul didn't blame it on 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 his colleagues, on his brethren. But Paul is saying we wrestle not with flesh and blood but against those principalities against those powers against those rulers of the darkness it's time that we stop going democrat against republican and free will baptist against baptist and this church against that church and that belief against that belief. Listen to me this morning. It's time in unity that we stand up in arms and say it's not my flesh and blood. It's not my brother. It's not my Sister, it's not the church down the road, but the enemy is you, devil. I don't uh I don't play it much because I ain't no good at it, but I remember I used to play paintball. I went and left church one day and this uh blonde-headed guy, Kevin. Kevin took me and my brother and a couple other uh, Team boys from the church go play paintball in this in these woods. I don't know nothing about paintball. And I shoot a gun. I don't know nothing about paintball. And I was sitting, and we we were playing at first chance. If you get hit, you out. But then we finally we just started playing. Look, we hit you, keep on going with just one play. And people were running. I mean, I was getting tore up. I mean, these i mean, these bullets come out of nowhere to stay. I mean, it's hit me everywhere. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, man, I'm telling you, that was my teammate that just shot me. And I'm sitting there, Mr. Earl, I'm bunkered down behind a tree and I'm getting lit up, tore up with these paintballs. If you ain't never been hit with a paintball gun, you don't know what's going That junk hurts. Especially if they freeze them. But I'm getting tore up, and I'm thinking where is the shots coming from? and I'm looking every time I look I'm seeing one of my teammates and I'm thinking is my teammates goofing off with me? Is it my teammates that shoot me just to have a fun time? But what I didn't understand it took me a second to step back and realize the situation on up under the bushes was what they call a sniper. He was sitting there hiding and shooting me I didn't see him but he saw me. I had to be aware that he was there when I understood that he was there and that was it was him I could avoid him if you're not looking for the devil this morning if you're not being aware that he's after your life you'll never be able to avoid him long as I thought it was my teammates that man in the bush would have shot me down all day long every day of the week you've got to be aware this morning Paul's telling you to be aware not only do does he tell us to be aware, but he also tells us to be armored. Look here in verse verse 12 we find where he tells us to be aware. But verse 13, look what he said. He tells us to be armored. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Paul tells us to be aware, to understand who the enemy is. Now he's telling us to be armored. What do you mean? Be armored every time I come to church. Listen, it's not just about a Sunday-Wednesday relationship. I know that ain't popular. I know it makes people mad. But your Christian walk should not be just a Sunday and Wednesday relationship. It should be every day. When you wake up in the morning and you go to school, you better have your armor on. You wake up in the morning and you go to work, you better have your armor on. You wake up in the morning to go get a cup of coffee, you better have your armor on. Because the moment that your feet hit the floor, the devil's after you. I'll tell you this. I can't remember exactly who it was in the scripture, but we find where the devil's even after him in his dreams. Satan tormented him in his dreams. You better be armored at all times. Why? Because he said it in his scripture. He said this. "If You'll take the shield of faith. It's wherewith. You can quench, not some, but all the fiery darts of the wicked. Preacher, if you're telling me that there's an enemy out to get me and you're telling me to be aware of him, how how can I stop it? You guard yourself. You armor your heart. Scripture says this, to give no place to the devil. Let me say this, and this ain't popular. But you're not arming yourself when you're doing things ungodly. When you dabble in things you're not supposed to dabble in, you're not arming yourself, but you're giving place to the devil. Don't forget, don't forget, the devil has access to your phone. He's got access to your computer. He's got access to your TV. You better be careful what you watch on that stuff. Preacher, being dogmatic, telling me I can't watch TV. I ain't telling you you can't watch TV. I watch TV. But you better understand when you turn that thing on, that there's an enemy. You better be aware that there's an enemy. And if you ain't careful, he'll give place to temptation, you'll give way to the devil, and before you know it, you didn't took that armor off. See, I'll tell you this best way I explain it to you. when I was getting shot by them paintball guns, you know what I did? I stopped getting away from that tree. Because that tree, Miss Cheryl, was what was protecting me. He couldn't shoot me as long as I was behind that tree. I got him behind that tree and I stayed in behind that tree. Preacher, what can I do if the devil's got me, he's got me in the crosshairs? You get behind the armor of God. You say, preacher, I can't live my life. Behind the armor of God, yeah, you can. Because inside the armor of God, it's equipment to be able to stand the test of time. How you know that, preacher? Because he said in the scripture, after you put on the whole armor of God, he said, after having done all to stand, stand, therefore. Paul's telling you, it's, it, you, it's, you can stand when you don't feel like standing anymore. You can keep going forward when you feel like you can't take another step when you're in the armor of God. Paul's telling us to be aware. He's telling us to be armored. But lastly this, he's telling us to be armed. Watch in verse 17, I believe it is. <clears throat> Watch what he says in the scripture. He said, and take the helmet of salvation And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hold on a second. If you'll study this out, the armor of God and everything here, it's all defensive equipment. The helmet, the shield, the breastplate, all of that stuff is is equipment that you use to defend yourself. But at the end, at the end, he gives you the sword. He gives us the sword. Why, preacher? Because you better believe that there's gonna come times in your life when the armor can it can it can defend you. But there's gonna come a time in your life where you're gonna have to fight. There's gonna come times in your spiritual walk where you can't hide forever and be guarded forever, you're gonna have to stand out and you're gonna stand up and you're gonna have to fight. Preacher, what do you mean? As we stand this morning, there's going to be some times you're going to have to fight for your marriage. There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to fight for your kids. You're going to have to fight for your loved ones. You're going to have to fight for your job. Just out a show of hands. If you know somebody's lost, whether it be in your family or friends, raise your hand this morning. The devil is after them. This very second, he's after them. You can guard them. See, when they're, when they're little kids like that, Steve, I, I can guard them. There's going to come a time when I can't guard them. I'm going to have to fight them. Some people in your life that is lost, and you know they're lost, and the devil's after their life, and you've tried to guard them with prayer. There comes a time, child of God, when you're going to have to stand and guard, and it's not enough. You're going to have to take the sword of the Spirit, and you're going to have to fight for them on their behalf. Let me say, if you don't fight for them, who will? If you don't fight for your marriage, who will? If you don't fight for your job, who will? You don't fight for them kids. Who's going to, chaps? We don't fight for this church. Who's going to? If we don't fight for this Word of God, who's going to? You trust somebody in Washington to fight for our stuff? It's got to be Christians to stand up. It's going to take the church to stand up and fight for what we want. This is another message in itself, but there's some things we're fighting for. Hey, I love my pretty little wife over here. I'll fight for her. I love them three kids. I'll fight for them. You talking about physically? Both. Physically and spiritually. When it comes time, I will fight for them kids and I'll fight for that lady over there. I'll fight for this church. I'll do everything in my power, Steve, to make sure the enemy don't get it. I'll fight for it. I'll guard it. But this morning, I'm aware. Steve it ain't you that's coming after me it it ain't me that's coming after you but it's the enemy it's the devil himself maybe some of you come down here and start fighting on somebody's behalf start fighting for your marriage start fighting for your family for your home for them kids Some of you need to walk down to the enemy's camp and say, Devil, you can't have them. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my life. You can't have my family. You can't have my home. You can't have my job. You can't have my peace. You can't have my joy.